0: Hey, what's up? It's Avery here. Well, I guess who else would it be? It is my own show. (laughs) You see, my show is on platforms like iTunes and Spotify. And you may wonder, how do I get my show on these platforms? Well, I do it through an app called Anchor. It's free to download and you can use it on your phone or on your laptop. And it also comes with creation tools that let you edit your show. You can also make that sweet moolah with your podcast with no minimum listenership. So, want to get started? Download the Anchor app on the Google Play Store or Apple's App Store. Or go to anchor.fm. It's that easy. Yo, yo, yo. What is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome back to Avery Sports Show here on a bright and sunny afternoon. Now, my next guest, I want to have on for quite some time. He is someone who I grew up watching in the baseball world. He played his entire career with the Toronto Blue Jays in the MLB level. He was an all-star in 2011. His government name is Ricardo Romero Jr., but some of you know him better as Ricky Romero. Ricky, welcome to the podcast, buddy. How you doing? Good, sir.
1: Good, man. How are you? Thanks for having me.
0: I'm doing well. I'm doing well, buddy. It's a blast having you on here. I know you're a busy man now in retirement. You've got a couple of podcasts now. You've been on Sports Ed doing Jays analysis. I want to ask you, first of all, I mentioned the uh, the media stuff. Like, What has it been like for you, Ricky, to transition from that role as a player to now be a full-fledged media guy? Like-
1: well, for one, I never expected to go that route. Um, obviously, you you like to think that you're going to be playing baseball for forever, But, you know, the realization of it is that it ends at some point. And I don't think I was really fully prepared for life after baseball. And um, when the opportunity came that, uh, you know, maybe you'd be or the opportunity came where people started asking me, would you would you do Would you ever do TV? You interview well, you do this stuff well. And I was like, I've never really thought about it. And the Vancouver Canadians reached out and I did a, a few games with them. I did I think 6 on SportsNet and I, I enjoyed it a lot. I just enjoyed watching the game from from the booth and and being able to dissect it and 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 in a way where where the listener would understand what's going on in a game and what's going through a pitcher's head and 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 stuff like that and what what pitchers are trying to do to hitters and all that good stuff. So it's, it's, it's been fun, man. And when I've gotten to do the games and the post games in Toronto, uh, covering the, the blue Jays, that's been awesome too. And again, for me, it's, it's being able to paint a, a picture to the fans in a way that, uh, they understand why certain things are being done during a baseball game. And I think that's the biggest goal of them all. I I, I don't like to come out as a know-it-all or anything like that because in this game you know you see different things every every night and it's almost like you know you're like man i thought i'd never see that and then boom it happens so um yeah you just you just try and keep the 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 fans informed and which is why i'm so active on social media and i'm sure you've seen some of the stuff where I, i like responding to fans and 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 seeing and and just painting a different picture for example you know um I think fans sometimes expect us athletes to just perform at high level night in and night out, which is Mm. impossible to ask. You know, um, there's a lot of ups and a lot of downs and and not just baseball, but all sports and life and everything in general. So it's just, you know, how how you uh, how you deal with type of with that type of stuff, how you're able to come back from it. And and I'm ranting now. But um, (laughs) yeah, man, I mean, it's been fun. It's been fun. The media side of it has been fun even though I still don't consider myself a huge media person, but it's been fun and I'm having fun with it. And um, yeah, hopefully it continues to grow.
0: I like that. You mentioned, you know, the ability in the book, one thing about baseball, baseball for newcomers to be a very complex game, like seeing your interactions on on Twitter and on TV, like, and on your podcast, Here's someone who's worked the game down for anybody, be it someone who's watched a game for, 30, 35 years or a newcomer. I
1: appreciate that about you. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. And it's, it's just fun. It's been fun. The let's go Ricky road podcast with Beto Duran started a few years ago. And it was just like, he was, he's the one that kind of pushed me towards like the media side. Cause he was like, man, like you would do such a good job. Like people are interested in what you have to say. And I was like, yeah, right, man. Like I'm a washed up <laughs> baseball player, you know, for that played for the Toronto blue Jays and, 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 and all that stuff. And he's like, no, man, like you have such good connections with, with these guys. And I see how these guys talk about you and, 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 and all that good stuff. So we started, you know, one episode, we took a drive to Arizona and where that was there for spring training as a retired player. And we just started getting guys to come into our house. The Airbnb we're renting and we started recording podcasts. And then next thing, you know, it kind of grew. I'm not saying it's this huge, huge podcast platform that we have, but you know, we, we, we have a Decent audience, and and I think people enjoy the the rawness of it. The the they enjoy um, how uh, the struggles that that players go through to get to the big leagues and and all that good stuff. And I feel like uh, that's been our biggest focus. More more like you know, let's let's focus on the journey. We don't care how the Toronto Blue Jays are going to do mm-hmm. today or tomorrow or you know what type of numbers you think you're going to put up. No, we care about the journey and who you are as a person. And I think. Uh, uh, we've gotten such good responses out of that, so that's kind of how it started. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. And obviously now, I do the the athletic uh, uh, spin rate podcast, and and that's been fun too. That's more. It, it's almost like a balance. Like let's go Ricky Roll podcast is a bit of more of a free for all, and then I got the athletic now uh, podcast spin rate, um, and that's more focused on on Blue Jay baseball and the stuff that's going on now. And I and and I like it because I I watch the games already so it's easy for me to be able to talk about it
0: no of course that's a great balance to have you mentioned the blue jays right there and now what was like that first week because we know 2020 they had to play all their games in florida and buffalo 2021 again they weren't starting the year in toronto what was that first weekend like to see people back in toronto because it's a major it's a major hindrance for the jays to be that one team then get a chance to play a full year in toronto so like what's yeah, the like, man back there and seeing them play at home for a full year
1: well, one, the buzz was already going crazy. We saw the off-season ac- acquisitions that they made, and and we saw how much of a heartbreak it was for this team to miss the playoffs last season. So um you you go into this season and they they bring in the Gosmans, the Chapmans of the world, and you're like, whoa, this team's going for it. So you you felt the buzz. I was there prior to the season starting and you can just see it feel it in the city that the the time that i got to walk around with my boys and then come opening day i show up and it was as good as advertised as good as i remember an opening day being in toronto and um and on top of that i feel like it was a bit emotional too because at the end of the day no team went through what the toronto blue jays went through the past two years and uh to 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 not have a, a stable home to pitch playing big league games in Dunedin, Florida, out of, out of all places. Right. And then you go to a triple A stadium and you have to transform that into a big league ballpark. And yeah, I mean, it was it was not an easy road, but the, the best part about all this is that these guys never made an excuse. They just went out there and played ball and and that's all you can ask for. And, 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 and it's, it was cool to see them back at home packed house and, and, phew, what a game to start it with too. Right. right? I mean, you go down seven, nothing and you're like, Oh man, like I was, I was sitting there watching the game and I'm like, geez, like this, this couldn't have gone any worse. And then next thing you know, the fireworks just started and and they started making that comeback and the place exploded. I, 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 you were on, if you were a fan and you were there or even watching on TV, you were on the edge of your seat. You're like, is this really happening? And you know, it was almost like it was, it was all, written out already. It was, it was one for the books. And, um, I I'm, I'm glad I was able to experience that. And, um, I know when the, when the, when the strike was going on and, uh, and they pushed back opening day and I said, you know what, my kids are on spring break. Let's make the trip. They haven't been at home in over two and a half years. Some of the, so I have some good friends that still work there. And, and they're like, they convinced me, they're like, book your ticket, man, just come. You're not going to want to miss this. And I'm, I'm really, really glad I made that trip.
0: That is awesome. Yeah, definitely. uh, That was a fun trip to definitely go to. And now the Jays—they're second in the AL East now. And you mentioned right there, the first game in which they're down to Texas, they came back and won. They also came back to win against the Red Sox. Like, this is a very resilient ball club. And like, what like seeing this team know that hey, we can be down five, six, seven runs. We're not. This game isn't done yet. You're seeing guys like you see like Chapman, like Springer playing well, like Vladdy playing well. This is a very resilient team. Like, this team goes into any ball game believing that they could win. Uh, no matter who to play against, be it a Boston a Texas or the Yankees.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah. And, and they've shown that resilience early. I feel like as a fan, you're watching it and it you're on, you're, you're on the edge of your seat and, and, and it almost feels like a playoff baseball type of game every time. Cause they're playing so such close games and, you know, I I talked to to some friends about this, and I was like, man, it's crazy because these are the games they were losing last season. These mm-hmm. close games, there were there there was a lot of heartbreakers, and that's what kind of cost them a, a, a spot in the playoffs. And and right now, it's like, hey, man, let's let's enjoy this 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 this, this well rounded, really good Blue Jay team. And to me, they still haven't even hit their stride. Um, you know, obviously Teoscar went down early, Danny went down early. Um, so you haven't even seen, seen them hit their full stripe, both struggling a little bit, but they're still winning ball games, And, and, and that's what you want to see out of a team. Uh, we, I always say this as fans, we want them to perform for 162 games at the top of their level, but that's just impossible. Um, and fans have to understand that there's going to be a lot of ups and a lot of downs and, uh, throughout a baseball season and the good teams find a way. And this blue Jay team is definitely finding a way to win right now.
0: No, they really are. And they're finding a way to win. And this team is finding ways to win in the AL East. You know, for many years. I mean, you you lived it. You played for the AL East. Oh, the Jays can't catch a break in the AL East. It's too tough. It's mm-hmm. too tough. But this team has shown no excuses. They're finding ways to to keep pace with the Yankees. They're hanging mm-hmm. there and taking place in the AL East. And this is a year. I really feel they could win this division and the championship.
1: Yeah, most definitely. They're built for it. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, you got to give credit to Mark and, and Ross and the team, the team they were able to build. Um, I feel like sometimes they take a little bit too much criticism, which is unfair, but it takes time. It, it, you can't build a team all in one year. And it almost seems like they started adding pieces, you know, back when they started trading uh, a lot of popular guys that used to be on this team. And then, you know, you start subtracting, you start adding, and you start kind of figuring out how you want this team to shape up. And this is where we're at right now. And it's 100% they have everything it takes to win the division. And I'm sure in their eyes, they're thinking, this is our division to win, and um, we don't care if it's the Yankees, the Red Sox, or the Rays. It's it's going to be a tough division, and it always will be a tough division, regardless. So that that can be used as an excuse. Um, I think if anything, they welcome that challenge. The target on their back is bigger than it's ever been, and and I think they're welcoming that with open arms. And again, for me as a fan and just watching them play, it's it's fun. It's it's fun when you when you watch. Uh, these guys go out there and 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 perform to the best of their abilities.
0: No, of course I cannot agree more, Ricky. And of course, with you being a longtime pitcher, getting some pitching talk. So we'll talk to you about um, Alec Manila, someone who I watched for a part of the time in the minors last year. He impressed a lot of people, and once again, Ricky, in 2022, he's impressing a lot of heads right now. He's three and zero. He's got a. 200 ERA just what are your thoughts on Manoa the big the big right-hander I've liked uh, his being so far in the mountain
1: <laughs> yeah I mean how can you not love what he's doing um ever since he came up last year and he came up with the chip on his shoulder and he's carrying that chip well into this season too and again I mean when you when you think about Alec Manoa there was a guy that was ahead of him and everyone was talking about Nate Pearson mm-hmm. and who he's going to be the next top guy in this rotation he's going to be leading this rotation and and things sometimes don't work out the way they do or the way you project them to. But here's this kid that they took in the first round and 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 he came and, and did what he had to do. I remember watching him in, in Vancouver and I was like, whoa, this this guy's got great stuff. There's still little things that he has to tinker here and there. And he understood that. And when I met him, it was like, what did, what did you see? Was one of his first questions to me when I watched him pitch in Vancouver. And that's when I was like, man, this kid gets it. He knows, you know, he wants to get better. He wants to, he wants not that I'm some type of like pitching coach or guru or anything like that, but he was asking the right questions and like, Hey, what did you see? Is there anything that I can get better on? And, you know, I, you know, I, I said, I told him what I saw and, and, and that was all, you know, and, and, and next thing, you know, you see him in the big leagues and uh, at the level he's performing, he's a guy that wants the ball. Um, And uh, he, it almost seems like every time he takes the ball, it's, it's a game seven, of the world series to him. And he, he has that big chip on his shoulder. He's not going to back down from any hitter. And if anything, it's the complete opposite. He challenges hitters. And, and, and it's fun to watch when you're, when you're, when you're able to have a guy like that um, uh, on your rotation. And uh, yeah, I mean, they, 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 they struck gold with him um, out of West Virginia, first rounder, and he's been as good as advertised and, Again, when everyone kind of always wonders, like, is he going to be able to follow up what he did his rookie year? Is there going to be a sophomore slump? And it's like, shoot, I think he might be better than he was last season uh, so far. And he's he's definitely fun to watch. He's a bulldog on the mound and he's going to give you everything he's got every fifth day.
0: Well, you mentioned right there, you know, him asking, how can I get better? Like, I like that because a pitcher who's asking someone like you, how can I get better? That's someone who's not content to be where they're at. You can tell he's a guy. He's probably thinking, I want to be in a place where I can be the number one guy in this rotation. I want to be a guy who can go to an all-star game, win a Cy mm-hmm. Young, win a world series. Those are the kind of guys who have long careers in major leagues. When they say to themselves, how can I get better no matter what I did the year before? Yeah.
1: And and that's the, that's the name of this game. It's, it's getting better. I don't care who it is. Yeah. You, you look at the, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be around some of the best and, um, they're always finding ways to get better. And, uh, in this game, you just, you never stop learning, man. And and that's the beauty of it. Just when you think you've seen it all, you haven't. And, um, but the, the more you keep your eyes wide open and your head open to suggestions and open to learning, the better off you're going to be in this game. That's for sure.
0: No, of course you really are. You mentioned, I mean, one of your podcasts, the aforementioned spin rate, like how nuts is the spin rate of Kevin Gossman? I see the guy <laughs> in the mound. I see him pitch, it's Like how do guys hit him? Like I... I watch him on the mouth like I don't know how guys are able ever really truly make contact off of him. <laughs> it's amazing to watch.
1: Yeah, man. He's been as <laughs> he's been as good as advertised too. I mean, a guy that came in and, and it took him a few years to find himself in the big leagues and find oh. himself as an established big leaguer. He was a top, top draft pick with the Baltimore Orioles. And you know, and and you just don't uh give up on guys like that, but the Orioles did. And obviously they just were like, all right, it's time to move on from him. And he goes to the Braves and I feel like he was still trying to find himself. And then he goes to San Francisco and it almost like he hit his, hit his stride there. And he, he, he found out who he was as a pitcher and what he needed to do. And he made the adjustments that he needed to do. And he's worked himself into a nice little contract with the Jays. And now you're seeing the success, the, the, the fruits of his labor, I'm sure. And, and I'm sure he's worked hard. Um, to to tune his game in and he's must watch tv i feel like every time he's on the bump because again like you said he the stuff that he commands the stuff that he throws up there it's it's, it's it's pretty fun to watch and the adjustments he's able to make and the the how he makes hitters look silly at times it's crazy and um it it again, it was, it, it's, he's, he was such a, when, when they signed him, I was like, man, this, this is, this is dope. This, this is, this is good for this rotation. I watched him play catch, just catch last year at Dodger stadium. I was there early. Cause I have some friends with the San Francisco giants from when I played there and just watching him play catch. I was like, Oh my God, this guy's electric. And not knowing that he was going to sign with the Toronto blue Jays. And then next thing, you know, he, he does sign in Toronto and what a, like, again, what a great signing. He's fun to watch. He's got nasty, nasty stuff that he commands up there. And, and that's, that's the thing. He commands it so well. And I mean, you, you put that, that high velocity chain uh, fastball, and then he throws that split change and it's just disappears from hitters. It's, it's nasty and it's fun to watch. Again, it's, it's, he's a guy that I feel like this team, I can't remember the last time you said you can You I mean, maybe it was during those playoff years, but like, mm. Even like now, like you, you you got guys that you want to watch on TV, the Manoas, the Gosman's the Barrios, the Vladdies You don't want to miss it, Vladdy at bat because you feel like he's gonna do something special. Bo, uh, you know, the, the list goes on and on. Chappie making a uh, defensive web gems on at uh, third base and making them look like it's routine, all that good stuff, man. I feel like this this team uh is so well rounded and um and you're seeing, like, the heart of, like, Santiago Espinal, how he came in, won a job, and and everything he's been able to, to do so far at, this early in the season. It's just, you know, it, it's fun to watch. And, and when you got a team like that, and you almost feel it as a fan that everyone's pulling on the same side of the rope. You just mm-hmm. see that. You see the, the how happy they are for each other after uh, base hits. You saw it with Cato. Uh, Last night where he got his first base hit and how uh, happy everyone genuinely was for him. And you're seeing just these little things for me that I pick up on that you're like, wow, this team really, really roots for each other. And, and, and they're they're really all pulling on the same side of the rope. And that's sometimes what it takes to, to be a playoff team and possibly uh, a World Series contender
0: i agree with that yeah that's a great point yeah, that's you mentioned yeah and it doesn't matter who is on the roster getting a base hit be it chapman vlad springer or mm-hmm. anyone getting a strikeout yeah this team is so it's so, so darn likable like everybody in this team is playing for each other it's a team where i watch these guys and yeah you mentioned a like, too the entire team's up the entire team is cheering for him and clapping for him you see someone like a, uh, charlie montoyo battling for his players talking to mm-hmm. umpires and everybody's behind charlie like when a team is like that you said right there ricky when the team is that unified how do you beat a team where everybody's on the same side going into a playoff series, no matter if it's the ALDS, ALCS or World Series? It's going to be tough.
1: Yeah, no. It, yeah. And and I feel like there's so much disappointment in what happened last season mm. that they don't ever want to feel like that ever again. And they're going to do whatever it takes to to win, go out there and win ballgames because we can sit here and say, oh, it's early in the year. They'll, no, man, like every game does matter. That's just the point blank. And, and they're living proof of it because they know they can look back at, you know, if they would have won a game or two games that they, you know, that they missed last season, they'd be in the playoffs. So they know that they can't take anything for granted when they go out there. And again, there's going to be, uh, there's going to be downs during a season, but it's how quick they can get back up from those downs. That's going to determine how, how great this team is. And right now they're showing the fight. They're showing the grit. And, and as fans, um, we need to enjoy these moments because I, I feel like the best is yet to come for this team.
0: No, of course. A couple more questions here before I let you go, Ricky. So I want to ask you, what is the best non-Jays story you're following so far in Major Leagues, in your mind?
1: Shoot, man. With three, <laughs> with, with three kids, it's hard to follow much. That's why when I get Blue Jay games in, I like I, I I'm tuning in and out in and out just Fair. because of, of the, the, the how busy of a dad I am at times. Um, but no, I, I you know what? I just enjoy watching the game. Uh, be, being here in Los Angeles, obviously, you, you I do when I whenever I get a chance, I do get to watch a, a Dodger game. And right now the Angels are hot. Obviously, the, the whole Shohei Otani and. Uh, Mike Trout uh, in the lineup makes it fun to watch as a baseball fan. And um, I I said it earlier in the season to somebody, I said, man, watch out if this team can stay healthy um, and their lineup can stay healthy. It's, it can be a pretty dangerous team. And you're seeing it right now with the angels kind of going out there and doing their thing. And, 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 you know, it's, it's good for baseball. You know, everyone wants to see what a Mike Trout and a Shohei Otani can do in the playoffs. So that would be fun, and obviously following the Dodgers too. And and every they're supposed to be the mighty mighty Dodgers. Ain't nobody's mm-hmm. supposed to mess with them this season. So it's cool following them, and 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 seeing what they're what what they're doing. And I mean, sometimes how easy they make it look with that lineup. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if if names got you World Series, then it the World Series titles would look a lot different, but it's not about that sometimes. It's who's who's hot at the right time and 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 who's making it work at the right time. That, that definitely comes out on top.
0: No, that's very true. And I definitely agree. It'll be so much fun to see Shohei and Mike Trout finally in a playoff series. I would yeah. love to see the Angels get it all together and get themselves into a playoff series. And you know, um, also in baseball here Ricky, this year, it's been, a, it's been an interesting change. You know, we got the, the sign-stealing controversy and now we got catchers and pitchers wearing electronic devices to prevent that you as a pitcher Ricky, do you think you would have been cool with your catcher dialing in a pitch into a wristband in, into your hat do you think you'd be able to get used to having a microphone in your hat hearing a pitch
1: being told to you as opposed to a sign i probably could have um I, I feel like when it first came out i was a little bit against it but the more i read up on it um because i feel like as a student of the game you should you know instead of bashing it sitting there and saying oh i would never use that crap or this yeah. and that you're you know what i went and read an article and i said okay I see the pros, but I also see the cons in it and what I wear it. If 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 that's what it was, That w- if that was trending at the time, then yeah, uh, I might. I mean, to prevent sight and ceiling and all that. But at the same time, sometimes a runner can steal the signs off or steal something off the pitcher itself. You know, mm. you don't need signs, you know. So it, it baseball is such a cat and mouse game sometimes that you just. Um, everyone, everyone likes to put their focus on like, Oh, this is going to prevent sign stealing Well, shoot the, if the hitters or if the, if the pitcher is tipping some pitches and, and the guy running at second notices it, he's going to let the hitter know. So it it doesn't always fall on, on, on signs. It falls sometimes on, 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 on who's on the bump. And if they're, if they're tipping their pitches away. So, um, the, 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 for me, like I said, I see the pros of it again. Um, like for example, um, you know, yeah, it speeds up a little bit of the game. Uh, You can speed up a hitter a little bit more to get in the box. Uh, You get that sign right away. But um, the cons of it for me that I've seen is when you have to stop the game where, where it doesn't work and you have to bring everyone out and you have to have a mound visit. And now you're trying to change the little thing on your hat, and, and, you know, everyone, A lot, lots of people like to think that technology is going to be is the answer, but technology can fail at times. Shoot. You started before this podcast. I couldn't figure out my headphones and I was like scrambling, you know, so just like little things like that. Technology is not always at 100 percent. Sometimes it's going to fail on you. And the thing that I think about is, all right, you have those things. You're in the playoffs and there's 50,000 people screaming at the top of their lungs. And we've seen it with Jordan Romano at times covering his ear and trying to hear. It. And it's not even a sold out crowd yet. Yeah. You know, it, it was like earlier this week, I saw him kind of covering up and I'm like, what is it going to be when when it is a playoff game and you really can't hear anything? And we we know how loud Blue Jay fans can get and you're right. having hosting a, uh, a playoff game and you can't let it rattle you to where you say, OK, screw this. I'm going to go to regular signs. You have to be prepared for that mentally, I feel like and, uh, which I'm sure they are. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, um, uh, again, there's 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 some benefits to it, but I'm sure there's also some concern about it. And again, it's like, th- this is what I what I like to say. It- it's almost like the iPhone one when it came out, everyone was like, "Ooh, ah!" And then, like every time they come up with a new one, it's like it's getting better and better and better and better. And I feel like this is how it's going to be with the technology of in in in, in the game of baseball.
0: No, I I agree with that. That's, that's a great way of putting it. That's a great comparison to put. it. And um, Ricky, I know the game changing. I'm, what are your thoughts on on um, Gabe Kapler and the Giants? Because we've seen over the past couple of weeks, they've kept playing in the fifth and sixth inning, putting down bunts, being aggressive. Like I love it. Personally, I think if someone, you know, the game isn't over yet, comebacks can happen. There's no clock on baseball, so you shouldn't let up. But what are your thoughts on opposing manager saying, hey, why are you guys bunting? Why are you guys playing so
1: aggressive?
0: <laughs> Like I feel like there's still game to play. Like don't be. Yeah. Lucky. I think Gave has the right to defend his guys who are still trying hard.
1: Especially, yeah. If you're if just look at the Toronto Blue Jays in, in that opening <laughs> game, you know where they were down seven nothing, and obviously they weren't down seven nothing late in the game, but it's still possible to put up five six runs and and yeah. make it a game again. So, yeah, man. By all means, like if you don't like it, then then yeah, just you should just forfeit the game. <laughs> is what I what I read on Twitter. I, somebody wrote that on Twitter. They're like, hey, if you don't like it, just forfeit the game. Just come out and say, hey, we don't want anybody bunning on us. We don't want anybody scoring on us. I, at the end of the day, it's it's the hitter. It's the hitter stats, too. You know, yeah. a little. that's the uh, it, it, the game of baseball is a is a is a team sport, but don't expect me to go up there and be like, all right, I'm just going to strike out because I'm beating you 10, nothing. No, if I get a chance to get a base hit, that's money in my damn pocket, Mm -hmm. you know, that, 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 that I'm missing out on. So, um, you know, again, it's, it's one of those things where there's, there's, there's so many unwritten rules about it. And, and, and at the end of the day, if you don't like it, play better. That as cliche as that sounds, just play better. Don't don't let the guy get get a base hit. Don't get his ass out, you know. And uh, yeah. um, and yeah, man, I mean, I mean, and the, the cool thing is that Gabe has come out and said, "Hey, this is this is our thought process," and he's sticking to it. He's sticking up for his guys, and as he should. Um, that's what good managers do.
0: I appreciate that. I mean, before I let you go, you mentioned base hit, Ricky. I gotta ask you: Do you remember who you got your only base it off for an RBI. Do you remember the pitch you got your one damn, RBI off?
1: Damn right, man. You see that you see that thing up there? That's it's retired for a reason. Uh, of course. St. Louis, Kyle McClellan. Of course yes. I remember it, man. Yeah.
0: I love that. Do you remember the quote you gave after the game? Do you remember the quote you gave on that base hit?
1: I don't. What is it?
0: You said I'm not a good hitter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I never claimed to be either. It took me my third year in the big leagues. And obviously we don't hit every, uh, every, every, uh, we weren't hit. We didn't hit like national league pitchers did, Mm. you know, but, um, but yeah, I remember my first career at bat and this is a true story. Um, we were in uh, Philadelphia and I had to face Cole Hamels and this is when it was prime Cole Hamels Mm. and he was nasty. And I think my first career at bats were like bases loaded first and third or second and third and bases loaded something crazy like that and I struck out three times but I was doing so well on the mound that Cedo Gaston couldn't take me out but after my first career or I get up on my first career at bat and I start walking to the to the to the batter's box and I'm like I start looking around I look at Carlos Reese I believe he was a catcher and I was like dude I don't even know where to put my foot in like what, what is this the box looked like it was a mile long and then Cole Hamels throws the first pitch and it looks like it's 10 feet away on the outer corner. And I'm, and then I look back and it's right down the middle. And I was like, oh, my God. So he punches me out and I walk back to the dugout. And I go straight to our hitting coach, who was uh, Dwayne Murphy at the time. And I was like, Murph, I will never, ever, ever, ever talk shit on a hitter ever again. Simple as that. I was like, oh, my goodness. He was dying laughing. He was like. <laughs> he was like oh man he was just it was just one of those moments where we just sat there and we were laughing and 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 i and it, i was i was you know a hundred percent like that i would never ever criticize a hitter ever again and to this day i will never do it because it's pretty damn hard man and what these guys are able to do and how they're able to turn on a hundred miles per hour is beyond special it's freakishly what they're able to do on 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 in a in a batter's box so yeah, my credit to all hitters, but uh, yeah, by by any means, I was never a good hitter. That's why I was happy when I got one, and I was like, ah, I can die a happy man. I got a, I got a, I got a base hit in the big leagues, and not on top of that, I it was with an RB, with a couple RBIs. So that was fun.
0: That's amazing. That's incredible. And Ricky, thank you so much for doing Avery Sports Show, man. You are a blast. Hopefully, we can do it again sometime, maybe in person down in Los Angeles, buddy.
1: All righty, man. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Ricky.